Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everyone to Dragon Quest FM where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin. I'm BJ. And this week, we're doing another one of our Versus episodes. This week, it's Final Fantasy V versus Dragon Quest V. A couple things I want to say, though. First, uh, if you've never listened to one of these episodes before, you should know we love both of these things. So this is is more like a compare and contrast uh, episode, but that just doesn't sound as nice. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) Sounds more like a college paper that I would have to write, or like high school paper. Compare and contrast. It's these a two public things. speaking uh, speech. I could I could totally see that this being uh, somebody's like communications, like one thirty one uh, public speaking. Really, I feel like I had to write compare and contrast essays in like sophomore English, like high, in high school a lot. I feel like that was a thing. I don't even remember what I wrote in high school. Like, really, it's been so long ago that I don't remember like assignments and what we really did. Yeah, and I remember everything like an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> you're also afraid of mice uh, i'm not afraid of mice i know but it was something oh. to say <laughs> uh anyway before we get too far off track uh with all of that uh the other uh thing i wanted to mention here is there will be spoilers so if you care about spoilers for final fantasy 5 or dragon quest 5 uh don't listen to this episode because this is not for you this is, there's no way we can talk about these things without getting into spoilers and then uh, last but not least, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Justin, who uh, shot us a nice message on Twitter last week uh, saying they'd started listening to the podcast. And uh, he listened to the episode about playing Dragon Quest One one handed and started downloading it and playing it work one handed and shared with us a couple of days ago uh, that he'd beaten Dragon Quest uh, One. Uh, presumably one-handed. So uh, just congrats, Justin, and also shout out and thanks for listening uh, to our podcast. That's really cool. Yeah, I like is, when people... That's awesome. Yeah, I like when people share things with us. Um, anyway, so jumping into FF5, DQ5, um, this was my first time playing Final Fantasy V, really. And it, it really blows my mind that it is. Well, see, I have uh, Final Fantasy Anthology, um, from back in the day on PS1, yeah. um, but it's not it's not like a great way to play it, <laughs> to play it. Yeah, and then it, it, it uh, might be the worst way to play it. Actually, it, I think it, it might, might be. I think it is. Yeah, it might be. This, that's why I said the Pixel Remaster is my first time really playing. It's my first time beating it. I guess is how I should really say it. Like okay. I've like I've dabbled, I guess. Uh, but anyway, this is my. This also means that I've beaten all the Final Fantasies now. This was the only yep. one I'd never beaten before. So I, I got it on PS5 with the Pixel Remaster. Played it. Loved it. I know it's a Final Fantasy game you like super duper love. Yep. Since I was 15 years old, before <laughs> it was officially available in English, I went nuts for it. Yeah. And so I, I was playing a lot the last like couple weeks. Um, you know, it's, it's a short game, I guess, compared to like modern standards. Mm-hmm. And 
pixel remaster does have some quality of life improvements um, that I did. I did right. experiment with quite a bit um, for people who are just interested purely in the pixel remaster stuff. Uh, there's several boosts, like you can turn off enemy encounters. You can boost experience and like gill and things like that gained by uh, like two times, three times, and four times, I think is what it is. Uh, and in, in Final Fantasy V's case, you can also do that with ability points uh, for helping you grind jobs. Oh. And, yeah. Which I and, don't know. I don't, I don't really like that. I mean, I understand why they, they, they have that in, but it seems like that's, uh, I don't know, those seem like cheat codes to me. Like I don't know, I don't know what it is about that, but just being able to to boost all of that stuff just it's, from the from the beginning. I mean, you don't have to do it. I mean, it's the same as like you know God mode and like the remasters for like Final Fantasy seven VII and eight and nine and stuff. It's like I think playing with all that stuff on does like greatly impact how you enjoy it personally, right. just because yeah. it like makes it too easy. You're just blowing through and seeing the story, which if you just want to see the story, that's fine. Um, I think for me. I turned all of it all the way up at the beginning and did like three fights there at the beginning. And I was like, whoa, this is like going to be way too easy. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I turned it all completely off. And then uh, the, I used, I did turn off enemy encounters quite a bit. Cause there was, there were times that I just wanted to like go and get stuff like in, uh, like in the uh, Kuza, the castle where you go to get the legendary weapons. Right. Yeah. I was going through it to make, I wanted all 12 legendary weapons. So I kept going back to get more and, you know, you can like fight X death soul. And then there's like some kind of dragon in there um, that randomly spawn when you walk in and they're just like annoying and obnoxious. And so I just like turned off enemy encounter and ran through there to collect my weapon and then ran out. Cause it was like, yeah, why I waste? Yeah. Like why waste 20 minutes fighting in here um, just to grab a weapon when I can like do it in 30 seconds if I turn this off. And so um, there like the enemy encounter thing I thought was really nice and then towards the last, like, fourth of the game, I was kind of like, okay, I just want to, like, beat this. Like, I love Final <laughs> Fantasy V, but, like, the, the it felt, I don't know, the, like, the whole last dungeon just felt like a real slog to me. Mm. Um, a lot of Final Fantasy dungeons are like that, though. A lot of Final Fantasy final dungeons are like that, where by the time I get there, I am ready to have the boss fight, and then the random encounters just keep happening. And by that point in the game, they're very long, and a lot of times it's like King Behemoth, and I'm like, man, this is going to take 10 minutes. And I just, I, I do totally get get wanting that not to be uh, what you do. But yeah, I would pow- I'd want to power through that one. And this one was bad too because there was like there's like I don't know how many of them are optional and how many aren't. Like I know Omega and like Shin Ryu or whatever mm-hmm. are both optional, but um, but like the rest I think you all have to do. There's like a ton of bosses, and for me the real limit I think for me was in the final dungeon when you're down in the jail cell in the in the castle during the interdimensional rift and you fight like the giant beholder. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what he's called. Maybe like catastrophe or something, something with a, with a C cataclysm. I can't remember. Anyway, but he looks like a beholder from DNA. Carpetbagger. He's, he's down there. It is not carpetbagger, but he's, <laughs> he's in there. He's in a jail cell. And then there's this other boss that's in a jail cell. And then there's two treasure chests. But if you want to go and get those treasure chests, you have to like fight three of these old wizards that turn into dragon avises once you defeat them. And you have to do like three fights back to back to back to back. 
and they all have a lot of help. And it was just super obnoxious. And that was really for me when I was like, you know what? Screw this four times all the way up on everything. Like I'm just, I'm (laughs) done. I'm done. And I turned off the enemy encounters. And at that point I was like, I don't even care about completing like the bestiary anymore because I knew I had missed one, one of the missable enemies already. So I knew I wasn't going to get a trophy for that or anything. And, uh, then I was just like, whatever. And then same thing with uh, when I got to the end, I'd found every single treasure chest. And then I got to the one that has Shin Ryu in it. Um, and it's he's really hard and he just kept killing me. And I was like, you know what? I don't care bad enough to, uh, to defeat him, to get the trophy mm. to defeat him or to get the trophy for treasure chest. Cause that's the only thing I needed to get the treasure chest trophy. I'd opened all the rest of them and I just kept dying and dying and dying. And I was like, I know X death is just like right ahead of me. Like I'm ready to just move on. And so that, that was kind of it for me. Do you think that you're going to go back eventually and do, and give another like quick playthrough using those extra, extra boosts and bonuses to be able to platinum it? Yeah, probably. I mean, if I mean, I'm sure I'll replay FF5. I've replayed like every other Everything, Final Fantasy yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, I think the only Final Fantasy game at this point I haven't replayed is 15. I mean, I even replayed 14 because my old account on FF14 did, got, yeah. got uh, lost it. So I well, played 11, through. but 11 doesn't count because it should never have been a mainline game. I- anyway, but like, yeah, like the the others, I think I've replayed every single. One of them, so I'm sure I'm going to play replay FF5. Like that's, yeah, yeah, that's for sure going to happen at some point. So if you're only interested in the Pixel Remaster, there's some kind of fun info for you if you're wanting to check it out. In terms of Dragon Quest V, as I was playing FF5, I was like really looking at it both as just like a Final Fantasy game because it is, and I played all the others, so it's kind of like impossible not to like compare to other right. final fantasy games but also just thinking about uh dragon quest i know uh you this is not necessarily related to dq5 at all but i know at one point i was telling you like i really do like the job system that's in final fantasy 5 i think it's a very good job system it's yep. definitely better than ff3s even though i like oh, yes. ff3s fine um but it, it did kind of like I, a lot of people are like oh it's the best job system ever and it's good, but I still think I. I mean, I know I prefer seven and nines, and I do. I think that seven and nines are better. Dragon Quest sevens and Dragon Quest nine. I do job think that uh, Dragon Quest nine has a better job system than Final Fantasy five. Sevens is even better than nines. I don't know. I don't like sevens as much. Oh wow! I love sevens. Anyway, I so I think I think Final Fantasy five has the best job system of a Final Fantasy game. But just it, like in terms of other games that I've played that have job systems, like I don't think FF5s is the best. Like I feel like I've definitely loved it. Fantasy Life. I think I liked Fantasy Life's job system better than FF5s. Oh, Even though wow. FF5, FF5 does have a really good job system. But I'm just saying like, I, I think I would, I would disagree with people who say FF5 has the best job system. Maybe it had the best job system for the time period. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I... I mean, it, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to undersell it. It's got a very good job system, but I do think that in this case, there are games that have better job systems. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I do think there are better job systems out there for sure. I think this one was both filled with nostalgia for a lot of people. There was hype leading up to it before there was North American releases. 
And I think that just the amount of flexibility that there is in it, uh, because like it spawned competitions and different different kinds of like challenges, like the four job fiesta, things mm-hmm. like that, where uh, you're limited to the jobs that you can take uh, as you progress through the game and use. Uh, I think there's just kind of a cult following for the Final Fantasy V system. But yeah, I think DQ nines is a lot better. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I mean, I do I do like Final Fantasy V's job system. I don't mean it that way, but I, I don't think it's the best one. Right. Uh, like of any game ever or anything. Uh, in terms of like Dragon Quest V, Final Fantasy V, I did want to share some cool things. So uh, these games actually came out like super duper close together. Like maybe more than any other Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest game. Uh, I was checking them out because I thought uh, they came out around the same time. But I was like, did one? which one came out first? And I was looking it up. Dragon Quest V came out September 27th, 1992, according to the internet. Final Fantasy V came out December 6th, 1992. So this, yeah. only, this was, they were only just a couple months apart, uh, really. End of September through the, to the beginning of December of that year. Um, so 1992, other than being a solid uh, year for gaming, apparently, I saw these two games both come out around the same time. Um, and so I think even though like, I mean, Dragon Quest V released first and by no means do I think any of these like similarities I'm going to be talking about. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think there it's any like a weird copying you situation and I don't want it to come across as that because these games came out way too closely together. It would right. Be possible. Yeah. Um, and then some of the similarities too, are just things that have become like tropes for JRPGs. Um, so don't want that to, uh, you know, seem like that at all, but I do think it's interesting that uh, the fifth entries uh, in in the series came out the same year and very close together. And I don't mm-hmm. think that I cannot think of another time that that's happened where like the Final Fantasy whatever numbered entry came out this close to that corresponding Dragon Quest entry like that. They've, they're always usually like years apart. Um, and then Final Fantasy yeah. got way ahead, got way ahead with its numbering past Dragon Quest uh, eventually. But um, but yeah, so I just thought that was kind of cool that that we had the fifth entries of both of these games in the same year, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I looked so up the together. the release dates. I'm like, with them coming out just a few months apart, it was uh, really surprising to me. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I thought was just kind of of interest here is uh, so they both are only originally released in Japan, which I know you kind of touched on mm-hmm. uh, a minute ago. It took until 2009. Uh, which is crazy to yeah. get uh, Dragon Quest V over here officially into English. That was on the DS version. On the DS, yeah. Yeah, and FF5 didn't make it stateside until 1999 as part of the Final Fantasy anthology uh, that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think most people that I get the vibe from either played it as like the fan translation early on or the GBA version. I feel like the GBA version, which also included like additional jobs and things, is the one I see a lot of people. Uh, really talking about with ff5 yeah which came out in like 2006 i really like the gba version uh that's the one that i'm actually going to replay soon like i uh i've got it on uh the the vita now i'd bought it and i've got well i got the playstation one on the vita i've got the other one for g for game boy uh 
3DS uh, or DS Lite or whichever one I can play it on. And that's the one that I'm going to be replaying soon because that's the version that I found that I like better. Uh, I don't know what it is about it, but just the slightly simplified graphics, which isn't even a lot of simplified graphics just for the GBA. I like playing that kind of game on GBA. There's just something comfortable about it. And it's such a, it is such an upgrade from the PS version that, uh, that it's not even funny. And the original Super Nintendo version that I played as an emulator was back when I was 15 years old. So that was like 1998, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I know that's when I was 15 years old, (laughs) but it's, I think that was, uh, I think that's when it was that I played it. Um, Emulators couldn't do layers very well. So there were areas in Final Fantasy V that I have fond memories of because they were garbage. Like you, I couldn't see if you go into some like the ghost ship areas and a lot of areas where there are clouds and overlays, you couldn't see through the different layers. Like it was getting through it by either memorizing a map or like feeling your way through and hoping that you made it uh, across like the bridges and, and through the dungeon. Uh, so like I have really fond memories of that, but then it's much more fun to play on the GBA, I think. And I played it the last time I beat it was actually the mobile version. Uh, oh. Was on uh, my phone was the old before they did the pixel remasters, the old version of Final Fantasy V, uh, because I'm like one of the six people in the world who liked the redone sprites they did for all the mobile versions. And I wanted to play through the games with them. And so I played through five uh, with that because it actually was one of the very few Final Fantasy games on mobile that had controls that were halfway decent enough to be able to use a touchscreen for. So uh, are unlike you Final Fantasy six? <laughs> so are you like I know you, you said the next time you play it, you're about to replay it on GBA. So are you yep. in, are you going to get the pixel remaster at all? Are you even interested in that a little I'm bit interested in it because of trophies? But I'm also like, I don't. I I I I kind of want to play it on the one that I'm comfortable with, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I mean, it, yeah, I totally get that. I think for me, like I I bought just five by itself for now because I'm assuming either the bundle with all of them or the games individually will go on sale like sooner or later. Yeah, um, and so it's kind of one of those things where I was like, I I've replayed a lot of them, like I even replayed final fantasy one just in the last like couple of years. So, uh, I, I'm just like, you know, I'll, I'll buy those later. I don't necessarily feel like paying like the 18 bucks right out the gate for all of them individually because I've, I've played them before, but FF five was kind of just like day one purchase. I'm going to get into it because it is really cool having these games on like PlayStation and switch now. I mean, I think it's, we 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 including you and me but not just like royal we but i mean people really begged for these to come to off of you know steam or wherever they were so it's really nice that we have them there i'm sad that the xbox folks miss out but like it it is really cool that we have those um for final fantasy anthology for people who are not familiar uh with that uh, so we had final fantasy anthology that had five and six in the states uh, I read somewhere that this had that it was four and five in the UK, which I thought was odd. Um, and then we had over here, at least we had Final Fantasy Chronicle, which was FF4 and Chrono Trigger on PS1. Yes. Which and again, Chrono Trigger, bad. They're uh, not good ways to play any of these games. I would no, argue. Yeah. No, the PS1 versions are 
in fact, the worst way to play anything they released on them. And I still have all of the original discs and everything because I collect them, but I will never use them again. Yeah, they're just really slow. They're really slow and just they have problems. Um, I I even tried the, the Chrono Trigger. Uh, I played it on the PS3 um, since, you know, it can play PS1 discs. And yeah, yeah even even I don't know that it really like speeds up load times because it is just a PS one disc, but I, I could not tell like, like a lot of these games have just like insane wait times between like you're running on the map uh-huh. and then it goes to like your fight screen and you just, it's like when that happens, when the screen goes black, it's like, put your controller down, go make a sandwich, pee yep. if you have to <laughs> grab a drink, sit back down on the couch eat your sandwich and then <laughs> and you then might have uh, a couple of minutes to, uh, free free time before the fight starts yeah where it's just i mean i mean this is a hyperbole but only a little bit honestly like the load times for these games are, are wild and i would not recommend anybody play those versions out yeah, of all i the am versions truly that amazed that they were able to uh like they felt comfortable releasing those with the load times i mean i understand that it's the ps1 like we were all prepared we knew what we were getting into with ps1 games but there were other games that didn't load like this that were much better had like much better graphics that were these were bad emulator ports too like they were roms they, on yeah. a disc which was the problem yeah, and poor poor FF5 didn't even make it onto the cr- cover. Like, if you look at Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Anthology, it's just Terra riding the Magitek armor. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean and I understand the them, you know, trying to push that. It's great art. It's, uh, they 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 know that people love Final Fantasy 3 in the United States, the, the Final Fantasy 6. So I get them pushing it, but it was the first time that was in English, and it was Dookie. Officially so, in English. Yeah, so... <laughs> Kind of a common theme I noticed as I was playing FF5 and uh, that I thought like, oh, hey, this is actually feels a lot like DQ5 at times is that they both have this big emphasis on family and the past. What like things that happened in the past, like the whole setup for DQ5, you're looking for your mom. And then even as a kid before the game even starts, there's like important events connected to the big bad of that game uh, that happened yeah. way before, way before your you know play before you, the game actually begins this is like all background info and you're going around with your dad with pain and everything and for this one it's really comes through with bart and his bart's dad was like one of the uh, warriors of dawn and you find out that that galoof i assume i'm pronouncing that right i don't really know galuf I don't know. I say, say Gallif, but you say Galoof. Like I, I've never actually heard it said by anyone. Yeah, who knows? Um, Gallif, Galoof, whatever his name is, that's in your party. He's also one of those Warriors of Dawn. You find out, and that was thirty years before the events in FF Five when they sealed away X Death. And so I thought it was interesting how much like the like past events come into play, and it's like those events don't get resolved until the very end. And maybe by coincidence, you know the. Story, the amount of story you play through uh, Dragon Quest V is also thirty around 30 years probably because yep. you're a kid and then you're stuck in, in your jail for like 10 years and then you turn to stone for another like eight years and uh, you're playing through the events <laughs> along the same time. So it's very, uh, so I thought that was kind of a cool little coincidence, but uh, you're also both, both Bart's and the hero from DQ5 are like sons of, of this, of a great warrior 
which is kind of a common trope, but it is interesting that you're like son, you're both sons of this dead warrior. And um, in DQ5's case, you kind of get to see that with Pankras. Um, and with DQ, with DQ, sorry, with Final Fantasy V, um, you, you get to see flashbacks with Bart's dad. I think I would argue that the role of Pankras uh, for FF5 is kind of, uh, is, is Galuf, Galoof. Um, and they, again, spoilers, but they die in very similar ways. Whenever, uh, whenever Galuf dies, I was like, wow, this is very similar to the way Pankras dies. And it's weird that both these games came out around the same time and kind of went with this uh, same thing where you're fighting, where there's enemies and it looks like there's no way you're going to get out of there alive. And then you put your you know foot forward, use the last of your power, and then this big bad uh, that you're going to have to fight again later on, like basically burns you, like catches you on fire yeah. um, and destroys you. And uh, like the the those scenes look very, very similarly. And uh, it's just, it's weird to me that uh, I just thought it was kind of cool that that happens, that that happens in both of those games and both of, in both of those games. I mean, it's very heartbreaking. Like I messaged you and I was like, I knew it was going to happen, but I'm, I'm bummed that they killed off the one character that actually had some personality (laughs) in this game. (laughs) I mean, and that is one of the, the big issues with five is that it's following up, Final Fantasy 4, which is incredibly character-driven. And it's the first time that they really invest in a full narrative without you creating as much of the party uh, as, as you do. And then it's, it precedes Final Fantasy 6, which might is, is you know considered by a lot of people the, the like best story overall in any of the game and the best presentation. And then you have Final Fantasy V stuck right in the middle there where... The story is good, fine. There's, you know, there's stuff in it that that's really good. The characters aren't that, you know, well-rounded. And it, it just surprises me that they spent more time on the mechanics of this one than the story. Uh, so, yeah, you have, like, one character who is, like, really, in like, you can really invest in. Yeah, for sure. And I, but... Um, and the stuff with, with Kryle, I, I assume that's how you pronounce her name too. Um, with Kryle is very much looks like a little, little kid version of DQ five hero, you know, running to Pankras after he's defeated. And there's that scene with Kryle running to, to Galuf that's in it. And those, I feel like those scenes mirror each other very well. Uh, speaking of gimmicks though, you talked about, uh, job systems and having that, uh, they, they both. They both have gimmicks. They're different gimmicks, but the big thing with FF5 is jobs, right? You say Final Fantasy V, and everybody's like job system. Right. Um, you say Dragon Quest V, and people are like, "Oh, monster recruiting." Yeah, monster recruiting is the big one that that people think of and say. Yeah, and so it, it's cool that both of these games, like, I mean, with Final Fantasy, yes, there had been a job system already with three, but it's kind of like they both uh, kind of leaned heavily into having some kind of battle gimmick. Like it wasn't just going to be the typical combat that you saw in four. Yeah. And with final fantasy, they were like, we're going to do a job system again, but make it better. And with dragon quest, it was like monster recruiting, which is, which is cool. I mean, I like that they both have those, but I just thought again, it's interesting that they have these different uh, gimmicks going on um, in in terms of combat. And then uh, the other thing I thought was kind of cool so Final Fantasy V takes place in three worlds. You have Bart's world that you start out in. Then you go to Galif's world, 
Uh, and then at the very end, you have the merged world um, that you mm-hmm. fly around in and, and do stuff in. And DQ5 doesn't necessarily have three worlds, but you have those three time periods that kind of work like worlds where you're a child and then you're like a young adult and then you're like married kids. Um, you know, you have, you have young children running around with you. And I mean, speaking as someone who has lived through a lot of those lifetimes of childhood, young adulthood, and then like having kids of your own, like those really are three different worlds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Uh, so I would argue that, that DQ5 maybe is more metaphorical, but uh, like figurative. But I would say that both these games have three different worlds that you kind of go around and explore in. Yeah, at least three different uh, distinct phases of of the game that that differ pretty greatly. Well, and even in DQ five, like there's areas that you go back and revisit, and it, the time period has changed. So I mean, it does feel like a different yeah. world. And um, so again, just a common thing, uh, uh, just a similar thread that both these games have that I thought was kind of cool. And then uh, the other one, uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on this too, uh, is that they they both had boss fights that have since kind of become so iconic that they've been featured in other uh, entries in those series, whether mm-hmm. they're mainline entries or spinoffs or whatever. Uh, in Dragon Quest V, you have Bjorn the Behemoth, the, mm. big, the big guy. I and mean, that's a very memorable part of that game. It's in the Your Story movie. Uh, Bjorn the Behemoth is in Dragon Quest X. Uh, for sure in Monsters Joker 2, maybe in Monsters Joker 3. Um, we'll find out because you've been playing it, but we'll talk about that another day. But uh, <laughs> it's probably in that uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, the first Dragon Quest Heroes game, and uh, probably most recently uh, DQ Tact, part of an event, was in uh, Bjorn the Behemoth. So uh-huh. people really remember that. You know, you have this massive monster that's walking towards you, and it's a very like cool cutscene on the DS version of DQ5 um, when Bjorn the Behemoth comes in. And then with Final Fantasy V, you have Gilgamesh, who I would say is probably might be the most famous thing from Final Fantasy V yeah. in terms of and like in terms of like the legacy of Final Fantasy V, uh, Gilgamesh and like the battle on the big bridge, uh-huh. um, like all of that stuff is just has become iconic. Really, I mean, you fight Gilgamesh like half a dozen times in FF Five. And he has, he actually has a very solid character arc. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's the same in Final Fantasy 14. You have the battle on the big bridge and the the solid character arc and his chicken buddy, Yinkadu. Yeah. And he's also, Gilgamesh is also a hunt in FF12. And it's the same, it's the same Gilgamesh, the same. Is one it really? See, yeah. Same one you see in like 14 and five. Um, yeah. Where Gilgamesh is just kind of, uh, I mean, I love it. You love it. Clearly, people love it. They keep putting him in stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is funny. It is It is a good time. Gilgamesh, it's a good time. And that's actually, I think that was actually the saddest moment in FF5 for me, is during the last uh, fight, whenever you're fighting, I can't remember the boss, and then Gilgamesh comes in and kind of like defends you and is like fighting the boss uh, with you and is like, telling you like nice things about yourself <laughs> where it's like, Lena, you care about animals and are so nice. Ferris, never stop believing in yourself. And it's just like, Oh, like, and then he casts self-destruct on himself and takes out the boss too. And I was like, Gilgamesh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Bart, 
your real name should be Butts. <laughs> yeah, he does not say that, but he him, should because his name is Butts. I think that part is optional. I think I I think I checked later on and like you totally miss that if you don't go to try to open that chest that has the boss in it. Yeah. Then you miss the Gilgamesh stuff where he's oh. he does self-destruct and is telling you nice things about yourself. Oh. Yeah. I didn't but, realize it was optional. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. This is my first time playing it, so who knows? Um, probably wrong about everything. But, um, but yeah, that was a very heartbreaking moment for me in FF5 was Gilgamesh. I thought he had very good character development. And you go from he's kind of an annoying boss early on, and then he shows up a few more times, and it's kind of like it's kind of the walking the line between like, ha ha, another Gilgamesh fight, and just like, oh, really, like show up again. <laughs> but then I don't know, it got really good. The stuff with like Escalapur is also another running joke that is in other Final <laughs> Fantasy games. Escalapur is fun. Uh, last thing I had on my list for DQ five and. FF5 is thanks to the the DS version at least of Dragon Quest V. Uh, sisters are a big part of those games now because you have uh, you have Ferris and Lena as sisters in FF5, and then Deborah and Nira in Dragon Quest V, and they they can be in your party. I mean, depending on which bride you choose and stuff like that, but still, yeah. um, they get to be in your party and are kind of like a core part of the story, where it's not necessarily the main focus of either one of those stories. But kind of like a one of the core elements of it is still uh, sisters and, and uh, playing that role for you. So there you go. That's, yeah, that's my true. stuff. Yeah, and I still need to get through Dragon Quest V. It's one where, you know, I've seen the movie. I've talked to you. I've started it a hundred times and uh, just haven't played it. Uh, I, I need to get to it probably before I get to, to DQ6, which I... I have thought about playing uh, the Famicom translated version uh, because of the graphics being uh, so good for the Super Famicom. Yeah, I I'm very hopeful, and I know this is getting ahead of ourselves, and we brought up before, but I'm very hopeful that I mean Zenithia trilogy remasters. Like, come on, like put those things on Switch already. Dragon yeah. Quest Day is coming up very soon in just a couple of weeks, and. It's like, okay, Pixel Remasters, you've done this for Final Fantasy now. You gave the people what they wanted and put them on Switch and PlayStation. Like, now let's do Dragon Quest 4, 5, and 6. Like, uh, I want that. Give me it. Just give me it. So, so do you think that there will be any surprise drops on DQ Day? Like, immediate, (laughs) like, hey, guys, this is available now on the eShop. I, I don't think so. I don't know. I know we usually kind of do like a like a predictions episode um, ahead of DQ Day. So maybe I'll save that for predictions just because I haven't really thought about it too much. But yeah, but that can be a teaser for next week. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> here, here are Dragon Quest Day predictions. But yeah, I'm I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm. I really like the Pixel Remasters. I know people hate hated on them when they first came out. And don't get me wrong, the first thing I did was go back to the classic font because I did not like that that new font that they have. Yeah. Um, but I thought they were really good. It looked really pretty on my TV when I was playing it. Um, I didn't, had no issues, like no lag or glitches or any kind of problems. I mean, it all ran really well. Um, I thought it was all neato. 
<laughs> I, I, I mean, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I I've heard really really weird things about the Pixel remaster sometimes just lagging up, but I'm glad you didn't have any kind of issues. Me too. It was fun. Yeah. Um, cool. If you're if you want to check them out, you or anybody listening, like definitely do it. I I think they're good. Um, I obviously if I have to choose one or the other, I like Dragon Quest Five better just because. Um, it's nothing against FF five. It's just because the story of Dragon Quest five is like so dang good. The monster right. recruiting is so good. Um, it has Bianca, who's one of my favorite Dragon Quest characters of all time. Um, it has Dragon Quest five's protagonist. It might be my favorite Dragon Quest protagonist of all time. Um, oh. And so I just, I don't know. I really, I, I, but I think it's because you play as the Dragon Quest five protagonist, like through different stages of his life. You yeah. feel much more of a connection to him rather Which totally than just, makes sense. Yeah, rather than just like a cut and paste kind of protagonist that a lot of Dragon Quest games have where, you know, I mean, it's supposed to be you, so they don't give him much personality. But Fives feels like you because you, you see so much of his life, he feels more like a real character. And I think that's yeah. really what does it for me there at the end of the day. So uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy Five good, Dragon Quest Five good. Play them Me both. Good. <laughs> Play them both. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM. Uh, we also have a Patreon page if you would like to support this podcast. You can do that by visiting patreon.com slash Dragon Quest FM. And if you want to talk to me personally, uh, I am on Twitter at Dragon Quested. And I'm on Twitter at Professor Beej. Uh, you can find us on Discord at discord.geektogeekmedia.com. And like you said, patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye.